science by definition allows for more than one opinion, otherwise you merely have the will of one man, which is the basis of cult. If it's not in the frame, it doesn't exist. I'm as bad as hell, but I'm not gonna take this anymore! I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I illusion? Where you been? Drunk. Wendy? <laughs> Darling? Light of my life. Oh! What is your one purpose in life? To explode, of course. I like death with sex. How about you, Casey? You like sex with death? Yeah, so fuck off and die. It's so good. It's, nobody hears that. <laughs> I've never. No, I've, I know. I've only left no, it in I, one time because you told a joke that was relevant to the podcast. Oh, I did, huh? Well, out, out of 150. <laughs> I'm bound to say something good. Uh, the that's odds. the law of big numbers right there. <laughs> yeah. That's the law of big numbers, baby. Yeah. Uh, 150. Guess what? This is the 150th episode. We're just going. This is the Cold Cinema weird, Dollars that's podcast. That's a weird way to start it. <laughs> this is like the Cold Cinema Dollars podcast. Start over. <laughs> Here, babe, you're the host of the show. Go ahead. This is the Cult of Cinema Knowledge Podcast. Welcome to episode 150. I'm Mary. Oh, oh I thought you were going to introduce us. That's no, pretty cool. I was usually, pointing yeah, to usually you. you introduce us. Oh, I'm I'm Levi. <laughs> I'm the uh, engineer. That's hello. Who's I'm that? Jordan, and I'm I'm a filmaholic. Thank <laughs> you, uh, Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're here today to talk about a great movie that's inspirational and makes me happy. And it, the movie, uh, uh, this is my first viewing of this movie, so be gentle, please. It is, uh, which is know. which is interesting. Yeah. So it's weird for you guys. So weirded me out that you guys have never seen that. That weirded a lot of people out, apparently. But I think that we should do a whole month of like movies you should have seen by now, type of movies for people. Like it won't be the, for everyone, but like, like we got to put like uh, like Schindler's List and what was the other? there was one that you didn't see it was like Jurassic Park or something. It wasn't that, but. <laughs> No, there's, I mean, there's big, there's some big ones. It was The Godfather was the, The Godfather forever until yeah. this podcast. That was my, like, that was my mark of shame. That's, I was like, I've never minus, seen it. Minus Star and, Wars. I've never seen Star Wars. <laughs> what? You've never seen the original Star Wars? No. I tried, when we did the Star Wars episode, I mean, go listen to that. I tried. <laughs> I know, yeah, you didn't even, yeah. I that tried to get her to watch it, and she watched, like, the first, like, yeah, 20 minutes, terrible. and she was like, people like this? And <laughs> she fucked off. <laughs> This yeah, was before I she mean, was really no. into reading, too, so she just kind of, like, I don't know, sat in a corner or something. <laughs> She'd rather do that <laughs> no. than watch Star Wars. Yeah, you just counted your goldfish bag. Anyway, <laughs> That's all anyway. Um, see, I'm too loud now. Uh, yeah, yeah, but buddy. this is I about mean, Dead Poets Society. story of my life, bud. This is right. about Dead Poets I'm switching society. ears so I can hear you better. Okay. Um, so, my wife is here, obviously. She is picking the movies for the month. She did the poll and she put Dead Poet Society on there. And I'm glad that we watched it because this is another one of the things where it's like, I probably wouldn't have never got around to it if it wasn't for the podcast. So, yeah, great. That's good. And I put it on the poll a couple months ago. And so I'm glad it kind of came back around because it seemed like it, it was like second place or something. So, but this was my and first I, uh, watch too. It was interesting. I always like to ask Mary, um, why did this movie make it on the poll? What a. Uh, what uh, was the inspiration for this film? And it's one you've seen, obviously, because mm-hmm. it's a film you like. Suicide. Well, I mean, more than that. Okay, so so the trigger theme, warning. The theme for the poll no. was like movies that fuel my social worker heart, right? So, which is why I put this on the list, and I think other people think about this sometimes too when they think about like social work and what it means. So for me, it made it on a the inspirational part too, but I think it's about like. The mentor part, the missing of like mental health, not seeing it, what it means for people after. Like, there's a lot of aspects I think about like social work in general that made me put it on the list. And plus, I think I picked those movies because they're all just really ones that made me feel profoundly. You know what I mean? Like the standing yeah. on the standing on the desk, that powerful moment will be one that I'm, you'll just always remember. I'm so mad. I was saying this when we watched it the other night because yeah. I was so mad that like. In all the promotion, like the poster and like everything I've ever seen about Dead Poets Society has been like that image of them standing on the desk. And right. so, oh, I, Captain, my captain is, I the, knew, is the thing. That's yeah, everyone I knew knows it that. was coming the whole time. And mm-hmm. so it was like, it was still impactful, but it like, I'm like, man, I wish I didn't know that they were all going to stand on their desk because it probably would have been like, oh shit. 
Ethan, Ethan Hawke. I mean, it's little, I mean, it's e- little Ethan Hawke. It's still great. It's beautiful framing. Yeah. It's like, still, it, oh yeah. It the looks, shot's great. It looks amazing, and it's like it is very, it's very like artistic, like like to it's the true. Frame one of, of like, the three art, like, shots of the movie that were actually worth a fuck. Yeah. That they actually were like, we better actually frame this because right, this this right, movie right, looked right. very boring. <laughs> Visually, yeah. Visual, yeah it visually, it was like fucking uh, like standard. car cardboard oatmeal. Um, but you know that's me again, right? Like so, I don't tend to look at the visual yeah. impact of it. No, it's like it's I fire. didn't even it's not realize that, yeah. that, that like this until I'm watching that. when I watch things with Levi, then I like pay much more attention to how they're filming and different things like that because I know he's noticing it that way. But I'd, I've never even noticed that they like show they're showing his face at the end like through one of the kids' legs or yeah. something. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't hit me. I uh, don't think about that. I just think about like, oh, them like standing up and like what that means for the story and the impact. And I know that visually they're doing it and it feels more important because of the way they're filming it. But that's just not how I. Uh, a perfect example, probably film. my other my actual favorite shot in the movie, is. When it cuts back to, I forget the kid's name, it was, it was like Cameron or something, at the party, and the camera is like spinning around like three times, and then it finally lands on him, and he's just like wasted and burps. And I'm like, that's a good way to introduce, like, oh, come into yeah. the scene, because it's like the whole movie on that point has been like very on sticks and not a lot of movement. And that's like the camera spinning around, it like lets you into that, like, he's drunk. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. That was the first time, because I did notice how, like, I'm like, oh, this is very just plain looking and so every now and again when yeah. they would when they would pull a trick out of the bag i'd be like oh i would be like i notice it way more because of that you know mm-hmm. um anyway you you want me to do a quick synopsis or you want to do a synopsis or you want to do a synopsis? i'm definitely not doing the synopsis because i think i'm terrible well, at yeah that. i don't know if we i don't know uh, we, we could skip it <laughs> well yeah i mean but we can do a quick like, one i think yeah i think it 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 clearly needs a, a context. We need a little bit of a synopsis. All right, go um, back and listen to the episode of the holdovers, and then just take that synopsis and add like th- three more people and a suicide, and then that's the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the same. Essentially, yeah. But uh, I mean, I think here, look, I'll give, I'll give this, I'll give the IMDb, you know, their quick like, quick synopsis on. Here. Oh yeah, I forgot we it's, used to do that. <laughs> it's like yeah, actually right? just it find just, one. We'd find the worst ones too on purpose. Kinda, I know, right on purpose, yeah. But all right, so it's Maverick teacher John Keating <laughs> returns in 1959 Maverick. to the prestigious New England. What did I say? No, I like Maverick. Maverick. I like I like that they Maverick describe teacher. him as a Maverick. He's like, oh, right, right, right. Because really, though, I mean, yeah, he's kind of like a trailblazer. I, but, but now I'm like uh, imagining new- him in like a leather jacket and sunglasses. <laughs> Let him finish. Oh, sure, yeah. Let ride Jordan his, finish. Ride bullet, he rides his bullet bike. He in showed the- up in a class with sunglasses on. He's like, all right, <laughs> yeah. This oh isn't going to be your regular English class. Boys. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna come on, ding dongs. We're going to find ourselves society. This is why you can't get yeah. through a synopsis. <laughs> come on, you soft boys. We're going to let's yeah. go get hard off of Shakespeare or whatever. <laughs> well, I can't remember the author or the poet, but uh, right. Henry David uh, Thoreau. Walt Whitman. Thoreau. That's what it well, is. Thoreau right. is how they started the movie. <laughs> yeah, of course. And that was like, he's the biggest one, right? No, he's not. Yeah, he's the one they brought up the most, probably. It was. It those, was. Okay. Those, are the, one, those are the big three for sure. Though. Is he the one that was on the poster? Who yeah. Who did he have a poster of? Yeah, Whitman. that was Thoreau. Was it Whitman? I thought it was Whitman. It's Walt Whitman. Yes, <laughs> the poster Walt Whitman is the one that he loves. That's who, like, you know that, like, Peter Weir, the director of this, loves Walt Whitman, or at least the writer. I Tom, mean, who Tom doesn't Schmuller. love Walt Whitman? Me. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm not very familiar, so it's also like that's kind of like kind of took some of the wind out of my sails for this movie anyways yeah let's get to this real quick he, <laughs> he ends up to a new england uh, new england boys boarding school where he was once a star student using poetry to embolden his pupils to new heights of self-expression throw in uh some like harsh family dynamics and uh suicide and you got the whole movie right here baby nice. oh dude That's peter it. peter weird directed the truman show i knew that sounded familiar i was like i know yeah. that name yeah, I only knew it oh, because I looked it up, but I was like, oh, that's so funny. I don't – it's kind of cool because it's like this movie is not reflected in the Truman Show at all. And so it's kind of like, oh, okay, he's he's kind of all over the place. Did he die? He hasn't made a movie he, in like 13 years. He's probably dead. He had another He had another one too. Nope. Oh, Master and Commander too, which is also like – Pablo has been begging there. us to watch that movie. <laughs> but we, we said we were going to do an ocean movie, so yeah, maybe. An ocean month. Well, D- Pablo needs D- to watch D- The Terror because that's dope. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm glad uh, you finally watched it there. Anyway, this uh, read the book. It's great. Um, it's very it's long though. <laughs> Wait, does Dead Poet Society have a book? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. But uh, 
this is this is an original screenplay, which is cool. That's nice. Unless it's unless it is that's what I that's what I found online, but I don't know. Maybe it's based off like a poem or something. So but. so what were your first impressions then, Jordan? Because this was obviously our first viewing. What was right? How are um, you? Yes, it it's it's kind of crazy. It's like it's in the it's in like the new school category of film where it's like it looked like every single movie made in the nineties. It had the same kind of like like whatever whatever you know color process that they went through for film and whatever like whatever cameras they were using weren't quite small enough to be like like really shaky handheld like what we kind of got in like the 2000s the early early 2000s you know it's like it just seems like yeah shot on sticks really plain and a few a few big sweeping shots and if they it didn't get super technical and it looked kind of plain and it was just telling a story it's kind of like yeah it's like it definitely goodwill seemed, hunting yeah I, it definitely seemed like that was secondary which is like it's always kind of unfortunate because you don't need like you can just like like uh last week obviously with pride and prejudice it's like they put the effort to make it look good but obviously that was not the point of the movie it's like a movie well, can look good but it's you know it's fine i think that, <laughs> i, I think wish it, it looks better is, but i think it's fine it's literally like technically too i think it's like they just had bigger cameras bigger setups how production was filmed no and it's like, yeah and that's and not even fucking excuse though this is 1989 look look at like 12 angry men you know what i mean that was made in the 50s and they had w- way more dynamic camera movement than this movie did yeah, but then I mean, that takes place in one location. They have a lot more. They have a lot more like. That's harder. You know, That's like, way harder more, than being like, I have an entire campus. Let me put up a dolly track. I think it was probably budgetary. Sure, like honestly, sure. I think it was probably just like well, we have one yeah, camera. Right, kind of we don't have it. a buttload. We don't have a crane. We don't have a fucking bunch of dolly tracks. Like you know what I mean? Like it's probably just like. And the guy who did the cinematography is probably like a hundred year old dude that's just like learned how to make movies <laughs> in the thirties. And so they just were like, all right, bring him in. He's working yeah. on a the set next door uh, on his lunch break. He's going to come shoot this movie because that's yeah. just a lot of assumptions. There. <laughs> no, that's true. That's 100 percent fact. That is. But that is. But it's this that is, is the podcast that, like. know, that knows is the historical podcast. It's the cult of cinema but, knowledge. <laughs> it's in the like it was like, shot by trends, Roger Deakins or something like trends. Like, yeah, maybe. Right. I, I didn't <laughs> Can look. you imagine? But uh how trends work where it like shifts into like that indie nineties feel, you know, this came, this came in 89. This film was like 1989. My, my birth year. What up? Whoop, whoop. Uh, <laughs> and it like, it, it looks like it, it feels like it. Yeah. But I think that, I think that what helps with this kind of movie to keep it timeless is that they, they made it, you know, what is that? Like 40 years. It was like 1959 so, is when it takes place. I think is what he is. What the guy said right. at the beginning. Which, oh yeah, so it's like what? It's like I don't want to like eighty nine. What is thirty years? <laughs> yeah, like thirty years. Yeah, thirty. Thirty wanna, years, and then yeah. I don't want to rag, but it's just like I feel like I don't know if that was necessary. Like I honestly feel like it took me out of it, kind of, because it was like I think they were like we can't tell this story in nineteen eighty nine in the present because like minds have been open since then and people have kind of come around generationally you couldn't to have, the you arts. You couldn't tell that story in about 89 very well, I don't think. No, what? In 1989, I would say they said it, that's what I'm saying, they couldn't have said it in 89 because by then it wouldn't have made any sense. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, as much, you know what I mean? Cause it's well, like, the family units wouldn't make much sense, that's, right? That's what I'm saying. 59 makes about, sense for like, you can't follow your like, like acting how, like in 59 makes more sense. Kids well, and I mean, like I'll, before I'll, maybe the rebellious period of the 60s with teenagers yeah. and well, stuff that's, like that's that, That's what I'm right? saying, yeah. Like 50s no, were very I, much gonna, a time period I'm of a... counter. Oh, counter. You're, you're, no, no, you're I, like to, to interrupt, you know, just quickly. You're, you're like, I support that and do agree with you where like they did a great job at like taking the family dynamics of that time period and just kind of not even like, and it's nice cause they didn't like slap you in the face with it. It's just kind of like, they're just like, here it is. This is how it is. I think that like the suicide was a little abrupt and not necessary for this movie personally. Um, I still feel like it would have just a solid impact if it was, if he just felt trapped and isolated and then he just shut out, you know, everybody. And that was kind of it. And it just kind of dissolved. I, I don't know. To me, you know- the emotional impact of it felt so rushed that I didn't have enough time to breathe after it happened. And it felt en- to, sanitized to-, to me, like where it was like, yeah. you had the slow-mo shot and it was very like... Well, I was thinking I was thinking of A24. So I'm thinking like Saltburn. I think Saltburn is a movie that kind of 
that kind of tries to tell this story on a lot on a, on a more intimate and like you know more extreme scale but i think it does like kind of show like you know preppy boys in a boys school type of deal that like they're like their their connections and their friendships and it like this movie does a good job at kind of being like the a, a bridge between like an A24 film and then like an Amblin film or like a some like you know some like what is that uh oh my god all the boys are together on the train track yeah stand by show. me Call, stand by me thank you yeah, yeah. it feels like kind of like that like you know I feel like the suicide was important in the story I, I, I get the point I think about I, maybe it happens a little too late in the movie because I do think the point is not about his suicide but be about the other people's reaction to it right right it's uh, beautifully what's done. his name Todd like, is it Todd but, what's is it not his name is uh Ethan Hawke yeah Ethan Hawke is, his, yeah. is that Todd? I think it's Todd yeah, so it's it's Todd. I just it's just the whole time I'm like it's little boy Ethan Hawke. So. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's also yeah. Mr. Keating's story too, right? About yeah. like being this inspiration to people, and and this is I think where it feels my social worker heart too, because I think a lot of times we get caught up in the ones we couldn't save or the ones we didn't recognize, and I think anyone can relate to this, even if you're not in social work, right? Like the things you didn't see, um, but you kind of forget or don't see the impact you made on everyone else right and so i think that was like a good wrap up seeing todd change being able to like speak in public see him be resilient through that pain see him that he's the one mis- that stands up on his desk yeah. first is, is a big Keating moment for him taught him yeah. about right swimming right. against the stream right and like standing up and you know carpe diem or whatever and and he did that and that was his being his own growth and mr keating's growth of like loving to teach and losing the student but still being able to make the difference anyway like the stories at the end were almost that bit was the most important and i just think they had to spend the beginning time really building the character so that his suicide really and you felt that you know yeah but i mean i agree it could have probably happened a little earlier but Nah, you know. I, I I think it's like I'm I'm down I'm down with the suicide. I was glad because I'm well, like let's not say down with suicide. <laughs> I'm, I'm down. Well, I'm down like uh, narratively, right? Yeah. As like right. It being uh, for the structure. It didn't of the feel film. forced necessarily. Yeah. No, it, 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 just, it works. It just didn't but, feel as impactful as I think they wanted it to, and maybe it was in the time period. Like I just think that yeah. I've seen more extreme yeah. stories told now. Like watch like Midsummer, the first fifteen minutes I of that. Wish. Like you're you're already like you know that like that takes on that that narrative and flips it on its head. And yeah. But that, that almost that almost 11, but. talks about like our desensitization to it, right? Or like our need to have this kind of like a Midsummer bit of extreme in, in our art now to fill the impact. I don't know. You guys are talking like this movie was made like forever ago. Like this is nineteen eighty nine. You know how many fucking insane, groundbreaking, violent. Uh, just like movies were made in the fucking seventies and eighties, <laughs> like so I many. Know, but they weren't. This, but they weren't about like like this dandy movie, boys. Like they no, weren't about this like, movie boy. You know, I I, I, I kind of wish I hadn't seen the holdovers first because I couldn't stop comparing it because I think the holdovers did the same yeah. thing but better in every way by narrowing the focus. Because my biggest problem with this movie, uh, is just that it was just like there was like, kind of like too many boys, so I couldn't get really. By the time I was invested in Neil, right, who is the boy who commits suicide, it's like he's kind of the main character, but then he, like, disappears, and then, like, someone else is, like, kind of the lead. Like, I don't know. It's like I I did get to know the boys, but because they were trying to spend so much time, they all felt like uh, they had, like, a one or two sentence. Like, this is this character. You know what I mean? Like, they were good characters, but they weren't exactly, like, deep characters. Other they than, all had their hats. And yeah, so they, they all, they're all just they, they all, all wore their hats. I wonder if that's just like, yeah a yeah. theme of movies during that time, right? Because that reminds me of like the Breakfast Club <laughs> and stuff like that. I'm going crazy. What do you mean? That that time, 1989. That's 35 years ago, honey. That's 35 years ago. But at the we're, time, we talk we about been we talk about like 2000 for like 90 no. years at that time. <laughs> I know, but we talk about like in 2006. Like of a movie. I wasn't saying as a bad, I'm bad or good thing. I'm just saying like it does remind me what you're saying about like having a lot of different See, character. I guess. I guess like I only I, I feel like I'm worked up about it because no, 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 no. I mean because like if this movie had come out in 1959 when it took place, it would have been revolutionary. But the fact that it came out in 1989, I feel like I'd already. Like, I don't know, like, it's like, we've been there, done that. Like, like for example, another movie that I thought of while watching this was One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which is, like, not a boys' school, but a similar dynamic, 
of like a guy comes in to this like everyone's controlled by this like authoritarian like type of figure and he like you know gets them to break the mold and then one kid ends up committing suicide and then blah 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 like there's a whole kind of similar arc and like that movie was made in the early 60s you know what i mean so it's like like if anything this movie feels like too little too late for me like i understand that it's like it came out at a time at this like before the 90s so it had really probably a lot of impact on like that was that generation's version of that and so that was important to for like gen xers to see that and be like yeah dude go against the grain poetry and then we got all the great art in the 90s uh but it's like i don't know i just i feel like i'd seen this movie before even not relating to the holdovers or anything like it just felt so familiar but like in a good way and in a bad way like and it was really good and cozy and like ambliny like you said uh, like it felt like kind of nostalgic for that reason even though i hadn't seen it before and the story was very good you know what i mean the, the like it was well told and everything well my my mind is getting blown right now because it's it's rated pg that that makes and sense because that makes perfect sense. Yeah, it literally like that because like you said, like the the suicide feels sanitized. I'm actually thoroughly impressed now of what they got away with for PG. I mean, that's once fair. again, it's '89, so PG is a little different. You have a different kind of thing. Yeah, but like their their themes of like their themes of like sex and you know relationships and like I don't know having There's like the, like porno like the, the it's, girl and the you know, like, yeah you see right. the boobies yeah. Yeah, you see the boobs, but I think it's like I think because it's so pinuppy style, you know, you kind of get away with that. Yeah, you know, like, I had to look for her not... nipples because they were so soft, and so it's like you're uh-huh. almost, you're <laughs> right, like, like airbrushed. <laughs> yeah, it was like super airbrushed, but uh, but yeah, it's like um, like I a think hard that... nipple. I know, yeah, and I well, I don't know, man. I, it's like wild because now it's PG, which yeah, is it makes sense, and, and kind of yeah, because I don't really have a problem so with the uh, like the suicide being like I don't know, like because it it really does like where it's like. The parents obviously take no accountability. Like, I don't know. Like, it was all very tragic and I know. About. I kind of wish we had a little bit. Well, I don't know. I guess. So was, I want more. I wanted enough. more of Neil's, like, I understand, like, he had, like, the crazy explosion of, like, creativity and, like, oh, my mind is unlocked. As were a lot of the characters, which is what was kind of so great about this. You know what I mean? Um, so it's like, I wish we could have kind of, like, almost spent more time with him and, like, saw that side of, like him going to that extreme like i can't go back to be living in this box anymore and then just like can't stand up yeah. to his dad and everything but then like that i do i do love that line the dad like the dad's like this isn't a prison sentence like you have to go you know he's like he's like it's far from it or whatever like and it's just like that was great because it it really that helped like drive it home where it's like he that's how he feels yeah like, he's like oh you have my whole life mapped out for like the next 10 years and they do a good job at like that that tender age of whatever they're 17 18 that they are and it's like his whole life's mapped out and when you think about it it's like well you're gonna be like 27 28 but i mean that but it's like he wants to explore himself and figure things out for himself and so he feels trapped yeah there's no other way out and it made me think about like and and just remember when you're like 16 or however old they are right here how every feeling you had felt like fact and felt like it was going to exist forever you know what I mean? I think that's the point, too, where he feels like yeah. in his acting. And, he, and you look at it, and obviously I think we can look at it and be like, oh, man, if he could just get through those years, right? Um, but it's at the same time, like, when you think about you in those teenage development years, everything feels so yeah. forever. Everything feels so intense. That's why I think one of my favorite scenes was actually kind of related to that when it's like uh, Keaton comes in and is like, Look at all these boys. They thought they were going to live forever. All of them now are fucking yeah. in the ground, worm food. Just, like, yeah, you're all going to yeah. die. You know what I mean? It's like you're not going to – you feel like you're invincible because you're, yeah, you're like this young teenage boy all full of spunk and hormones. He's like – and then he's like, no, see all these boys? They had dreams and passions, and now they're all fucking dead. And then he leans in. And I thought it was – like, that was like a good part to his character. I almost oh, wish he yeah, would have got amazing. more wacky. That, and he's just actually, like – Carpe well, diem. No, I wish that that was. I wish that was more, um, like more of a focal point of this movie. Because like everyone, like the oh, you know, oh, captain, my captain, and stuff like that. Like I don't know. That was like that's too like sappy to me. It's like that. I think that that is like perfect to Robin Williams's character and to Keating's character in in general. Like because that's that's him. Like it's his first impression on the kids. 
and that's what he like he gives them is like you're gonna like you're gonna die and you need to like you need to seize the day you need to seize your life like you need to mm-hmm. you know get out there and explore and like you kind of just like right when that that first interaction happened i was like okay this is like he's gonna be great every time he's with the kids i'm gonna <sighs> I, love it i wish there and, was and more fucking, of him dude because yes yeah, there's was, not enough <laughs> it's, it's i was so, like, so pissed because yeah. the amount of times where it was just them and they're like their dumbass cave and trying to get girls it's all important for the characters you know because the whole movie's about the you know the school boys like all these like little proper boys, but I wish that there was more because it almost didn't feel like enough. Like I was like, oh, he, <sighs> and for the movie, I know I thought this movie was like mainly his teachings and him interacting with the. I kind of got that impression because like, that's what everyone know. talks about now is like, oh, yeah. Robin Williams, yeah. you know what I mean? Those are like the best scenes. So I have a question for you guys because of this movie. Who was your favorite teacher and why? Oh, it's Brandon Arnold. I mean, yeah, Brandon right. Arnold okay. for sure. Why? I mean, he made the biggest impact on on my life as like a, yeah. as a I mean, he teacher. Was, okay, but why? He get, he kind of had the Keating the Keating like effect a little bit where he just was like, you gotta like films dope and films awesome, and he just like he would let us <laughs> yeah. like I would come into his class constantly out out of out of like I wasn't yeah. part of his class. Yeah, we would and just, he would just wander let me sit into in his there. class. Yeah, he we would, would just let me time. sit down and, and and watch him teach, and so it's like. That was like you know he very he very like I mean we went to, we went to a broken dumb school that didn't care about education broken, so yeah. <laughs> we went we went to a school that just let us do anything it's we true. wanted so yeah. like like I didn't we didn't go to that's real what, school that's what okay I was but saying. was it just that he let you do whatever you want no, or no, was no. there something he, that he, he gave no. us the tools well, right but like also had like the compassion and yeah like I don't know like chillness let to us not do what be we like want. super when, staunch like he he yeah could like I don't know channel our creativity yeah, in like a way a that uh and and he would and he would important. question our like because we would we were like edgy little kids and we so we were all like you know we like we like death and violence and yeah. so he'd be and like, like why is that really so why, why did yeah. you do that like uh-huh. what was the purpose behind right. it what are you trying to tell right, right, with the story and, and same like, with oh. same with film yeah it's like he's like like yeah you like all these like bloody films but then it's like well, look at film history. But then again, <laughs> I mean, he wasn't forever. He wasn't like, perfect. Yeah. He leaves fucking watched clean flicks, so you know. <laughs> well, yeah, he couldn't. Moment. He couldn't drink diet soda or something. But he would, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. So my favorite teacher was Miss Parker. Yeah, obviously, that was my. That's Miss oh, Parker, that's too. my second. Yeah, she's my, yeah, she's like second or third for me. Yeah, for sure. You wouldn't have Miss Parker. What are you talking about? Oh no! Oh, I thought you were talking about no. Who's uh, who's the teacher that we had that did? Me and you have never shared a teacher, Jordan. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm thinking of the teacher that we had, um, Levi. What's her name? Miss what? Mary? M- Hess? Marianne? Yeah, Marianne Hess. Yeah, she, oh, that's she, what I was thinking. She, she was great, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh I think, forgot. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I'm thinking of That's where Parker. we met. We met in Miss Hess's class. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Uh-huh. So Miss Parker was our junior high drama teacher, and she was important. And oh. I tell you why, this is why like, she was important in my life. It's because she had the ability to make each student feel special. You know what I mean? I think she like had a, her own individual connection with each person and like connected that way and so that kind of reminded me this movie too like i think a lot about what a mentor looks like you know what i mean in Mm -hmm. someone's life and so that's why i asked well it's like being coming from a place of like wisdom but also understanding the position of being a youth right which is like important as an educator because a lot of people in authority positions don't really they're just like do as i say trust me i know from experience yeah but it's never like i was there once let me try and be empathetic and so when you get that as a young person especially if you're not used to that from like familial or, or other authority figures that's like a big deal because i had that with miss parker too it's like she definitely like i'd gotten in trouble and stuff at school and she'd like talk to me and be like hey man what's going on you know <laughs> like uh which was nice mm-hmm. instead of instead of just getting me in trouble because everyone else just got me in trouble Mm-hmm. So in like the social work aspect, I think we talk a lot about like having just a supportive person, right? You don't always need to have both mom and dad are great and everything like that, but having a supportive That's person is so valuable. That's why I want to be a professional mentor to young okay. men. <laughs> just, it's like, Being I'm a gonna professional just go, mentor does not mean I'm going to train you to like all the movies I like. I'm going to get like wherever I go and I just be like introduce Grooming, all these like baggering <laughs> i don't know what the difference is i can't i can't no, distinguish the I'm difference saying, here i'm too there's too much of an age gap for me to be your friend so i'll be your mentor you know <laughs> levi would be that's a exactly great yeah teacher. Fol- don't you think that just follow me on letterbox and watch everything i watch <laughs> yeah. that's, how, that's how i'll mentor you anyway 
I let a bagger borrow my bass once for like six months because he wanted to learn bass and he didn't have the money. So I let him borrow a bass and he was like, and then we showed each other music. And our penises. <laughs> that's all I was going to say. That's all you showed him, right? <laughs> Just music. No. Uh, anyway. This, uh, Did Jordan ever finish your opinion on this movie? I feel like you yeah. kind of started. Oh. And then I mean, just... yeah, of course. Okay. That's what this whole well, podcast is. We're not like that's summing how, it that's up. That's all to... it is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't just like state my opinion and then like break down the facts because I don't know the facts. All right, Mary. <laughs> I feel like we just I... interrupted you though. I feel like you started being. That's how like, it goes though. It sometimes. was slow on visuals, and then we just took over, and you never actually it's got not to like finish scripted, your opinion. Though, you know? So it's like no, yeah. I mean, we, you got to be able to jump large... in sometimes. You got to. That's that's like that's pretty much my only gripe with this movie. Like on a, on like on the basis of like a rewatch or like like a, a suggestion to watch this movie is it's pretty fucking dull and that's okay. Cause it's serviceable, but like the message it, like, is really, really imp- the message no, is it's really dull, good. It's dull looking. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it like to watch the film itself. I'm like, well, this is kind of like, it's kind of slow and it's just not like it's the, the film, the film grain, the color, everything about it. Like it's just muddy. You, you know, there's you, like no, yeah, there's right. no like depth. Have, it was very flat. You know, and, it's, like it's like what the sucks music is like there was, was no, there was no like um, Which is there was no like juxtaposition. Like it's not like they went outside and it was beautiful, or they went into their cave and it was like glow. It was like more glamorous. You know, it just like all of it kind of looked the same, and that's kind of what I'm saying. Where it's like whoever did like the the like the color, you know, grading afterwards, and like whoever touched up this film, it kind of just like I think they just played it safe, which is fine because this this isn't a movie that like needed to be like crazy like beautiful sunsets or anything yeah. like that See, kind of waxing poetic it's just like I, it physically is like what they're saying is important I, yeah i agree yeah i feel bad though because honestly i don't want to compare too much but i can't how every problem i have with this movie most are minor but every problem i have is fixed by the holdovers <laughs> It's like the similar story, but it's like, man, I wish I had more of the but, cool teacher, uh, Paul Giamatti. Man, I wish this had like a more of a narrow it's focus. Definitely a different type of teacher. I know a little bit for sure, but, but it's like, yeah, I, I wish I had last, a more. I said that last episode that the holdovers. Was, yeah, I wish I had a more narrow focus on the characters, took you know, it from and it did by having less. I wish that it looked way better, which fucking holdovers looks amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's just like the whole time I was just like, I don't know, it was like. It's all still very good, and I was actually kind of surprised by the suicide. And me too. So I, I didn't know I, that. I can't believe I've gone this long in my life without knowing that it happened. I didn't. I didn't know. Yeah. So it's like it's really not like the biggest. Like it's not super monumental in this film. It's it's almost more just like the low point before the climax. And so mm. it's like you know it, it's kind of like a little mini climax essentially. And so you just I don't know like it, the fact that it's like I think that kind of just goes to show that it also it's like the suicide is like it can be there and it doesn't need to be there i think that i think that the suicide is important though because this is a pg-13 or pg movie and i feel like like a young kid seeing this movie it's it's a cool theme not cool but like um an important theme for younger people to kind of like see and kind of deal with and grasp and that's why i kind of wish they did a a little bit more with it yeah you know to like very much like what could i like i i i I agree, but I'm glad it wasn't, like, about that. Like, the whole movie wasn't about that. Because it's, like, it very much easily could have been a movie about this boy who, like, was, like, repressed and then killed himself and how it dealt with his friends and stuff. And that's fine, but that would have been a totally different movie. You know what I mean? Uh, But it's, like, yeah, no, I think that's the biggest thing to take away. It's, like, as a, a, you know, 32-year-old man... It's like I much more relate to like the teacher and it's like I relate to the boys at the yeah. age, but it's like this yeah, movie right. being PG, especially like is an important movie to see. Like I feel like a kid who's like lives in a sort of an oppressive household where it's like he's not allowed to feel or do his own things like a young kid in his early to mid teens sees this. It's going to change his life. And I think that is yeah. what's super powerful about this movie. Oh yeah, I did forget like, to say that because we've seen this now as adults. And Mary, you saw this. I'm I'm assuming younger, right? Clearly, like, yeah. like <laughs> I was younger like, when I like, saw but, it two days ago. But young, <laughs> but like young, younger, like in, like sixteen, teenager. 
I have no idea when I first yeah, saw it. You? It feels like it feels like I've just always known it. <laughs> you never saw it. It's just like been projected <laughs> in your brain. You talk brain. about it being nostalgic or whatever. Which is hilarious because you I can't remember anything. It. Well, that's what I'm saying is I don't remember movies unless they really made me feel something important. Yeah. So I, I remembered yeah. that. So obviously it made me feel something really important. Well, and this made me nostalgic because I feel like I've just always have seen it before i have no idea what age i watched it i'm gonna force myself to write poems because of this movie and read more because i've never that, that's always been my writing blind spot it's like i fucking suck at writing poems and lyrics and stuff and right. i've tried and uh but i'm like i should read more poetry you know i was, I, I was watching this movie i'm like ah, i should i should get into poetry but we'll see how that goes <laughs> i doubt well, it yeah that but i'm like I, yeah, be kind I, of, I enjoyed them i get I it them reading, i get it you and know? i enjoyed i really enjoyed that this movie just it like the concept of these kids, like, like it, they were so attracted to poetry and like that, like that, that abstract, like artistic mindset that they've never got to experience in their life. And they like, they were like, they fucking like, they, they just latched onto it. And then they were like, I love that they all were taking it serious. Like, it, you know, they were goofing and they were boys and they're having fun, but like no one was like mocking the poetry or no one was mocking each other for liking it. It wasn't like, it was really nice to not have it feel like, like super boys club. Where like, like someone ragging on and be like, Oh, like, that's gay yeah, or something. This, you like, know what yeah, I mean? Right. Like, right. Exactly. Like they, they, they would like, they would tease each other in like a fun, like, a, like a friend's way. Like it felt, it felt relatable, even though like these are rich fifties kids that, that I didn't really, you know, I don't know. I wasn't really like, their, was, their struggles, their struggles, kind of made me laugh through most of it. But I kept asking Levi um, when they would like be dancing around in the cape or whatever with each other. I was like, "Is that what you guys did when you were boys? Is yeah. that is that what yes. boys do?" One hundred percent. I said, but we no, didn't 100%. have to. Re- we is were just really? like at school. We just like again. Yeah. We just did we whatever would dance, we want. We just we ride dance on cars school. and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and like and a hundred percent of the day we would dance. So we were dancing all the time. There's so much like. There's so much behind the scenes video of like me and Levi just dancing. We just walk like, in together. and like fake murder each other like in the middle of class. <laughs> yeah. So like yeah. their relationship with each other like as boys that seems really relatable what? to you guys. Is, like, oh, a hundred percent. Okay, so fascinating because it seems so weird to me. Like, yeah. Girls, <laughs> yeah. Girl, no. no I, or at least my experience as a girl with other girls growing up was not like that's not how we. You guys weren't just like, like you weren't just kissing and having pillow fights. That's, <laughs> that, that's that, how girls that is what out. she was doing. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, it was. <laughs> that is. No, this is what this is one of the first movies uh, where I've seen and been like, oh, I understand like fraternity, not like from like a school yeah. perspective, but like totally. I understand like a weird little boys club because I always like was like, oh, that's dumb. Like, let's be more inclusive and blah blah blah. But I'm like, oh, I get the like, oh, like having your own little niche thing in your group of friends where you can just be untethered and weird. Uh, I'm like, oh, I get, I like, this is the first time where I'm like, I get that. And it doesn't seem cringe to me where normally things like that in movies seem like, I'm like, oh, these fucking weird elite weirdos. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. It's but, like, it's the elite. It like, and I then know, that's it, SOT, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Right. For real. I mean, that's the whole thing. Yeah. That's where it's like, I guess that's why it's like, it's relatable because you know, everyone, everyone like has even if you have one friend you like you can create a click out of it and you mm-hmm. create, like you know yeah, okay. it creates like your world and you have inside jokes together and like, yeah I, I get that like i saw the friendship you know. aspect i can relate to i think where we all probably come from is a different part of the world yeah like their innocence to me was just adorable. that's adorable yeah cause... but it's 59 you <laughs> yeah. know what i mean it's... well not, right and i kept i kept like calling them yeah they're like we're you know, like in the early like 2000s the like smoking cigarettes <laughs> like, yeah. that's us <laughs> Sometimes yeah. the area you grow up doesn't allow you to be innocent. Right. Maybe. Yeah. So, like, we experience life a little differently than. No, it's definitely. They're definitely <laughs> their like structure. in the prep school. So yeah. That's why I was like, "Is this what it was like for you guys?" <laughs> Not in a prep school. We definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I wish there was a cave or something, but yeah. We had alleys. Yeah, there's alleys. I was gonna say yeah. tree. <laughs> yeah, the tree. If we had if we had a cave, someone would have got Canals. like pneumonia, uh, ammonia and died or something. <laughs> like no I, one could. We couldn't hang out in a wet cave. <laughs> we I were, definitely would have got sick. It would have been a sewer <laughs> yeah. for sure. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, how did you feel about the story? I know how you feel about the visual and the. Oh no! The... I, I've said I like the story. I mean, I like the story. I just I almost wish. 
I wish it was stripped down so it could focus on the parts that are strongest, like the couple main characters and Keating. I want more of him. Or I wish it was longer. Like I said, like I wish I wish it was longer. I could have taken a little bit longer of this. For sure. Yeah. No, I really, I really do. I feel like they wrapped it up too fast. I was like, oh, we could have had another 20 minutes well, easy the, of the after. The first the after half, half like, I only care. I didn't give a fuck about the boys, and I only cared about Robin Williams because he was casting his spell on me, too, you know? He was like, yeah. walk in the line, and everyone's walking in the line. He's like, see, that's conformity. You don't want to fucking conform. Like, look. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm like, oh, yeah, and you then, tell him this. You're fucking punk rock, well, man. And it's like, <laughs> oh, my God, dude, Robin Williams. But then in the second the, half, I actually care about the characters. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's the IRL, though, dude. Like, the Robin Williams, like, it just hurts your soul because, like, you know how much he gave. Uh -huh. And so, like, in this movie, he's giving it his all and, like, him doing his, like, characters and stuff. And I'm like, oh, he, like, still gets to, like, be himself because like, he's kind of a different character in this. It's and subtle. Then just, like, this is his most subtle performance, yeah, I think. Because, right. I mean, we watched Good yeah. Will Hunting not long ago. And he's probably, the acting is probably better in Good Will Hunting, but it's, like, big moments, like, lots of all this stuff. And this, he's very just, like, like, his one scene of him even crying after uh, Neil's suicide, he's, like, reads his book and he's, like, crying in the classroom. It was super yeah. powerful, but he's, like, trying to hold it together, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, like, this big thing and I I was like oh that's kind of impressive like it does feel like early in his career before he really was like allowed to go off the fucking chain in the 90s and do like whatever right. crazy shit he wanted um but it, it was cool to see him subdued and so I kind of glad that we watched this because it's also because I'm like I like Robin Williams well yeah we were talking but about it, Robin it, Williams yeah. and like like how he probably picked some of these movies on purpose yeah, you know knowing I mean? kind of knowing his own story or whatever. And I was talking about like, when I think of Robin Williams, I think of this movie, I think of Goodwill hunting and I think of patch Adams and Levi was like, that's funny. Cause <laughs> yeah. I think of like all his comedy ones, like flubber and whatever else. Right? I, I was like, I don't think of them, but they're the most, I, cause I think of Goodwill hunting. I think of like world's yeah. greatest dad. Like I do think of his weirder roles, but he's definitely known more for like, you know, Jumanji, Mrs. Doubtfire, you know what I mean? Like those yeah, kind Mrs. of- Yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire's his big one. And I was like, I love Birdcage, dude. Like Birdcage Bird Cage. is him. Like, I've never watched all of Birdcage. I need to. I put it on the no, poll a couple yeah. times. I always wanted to because I like Nathan Lane too. And it, dude, yeah, so it's like Robin Robin Williams has, has always- he's, a, he's always been like, he's never been my favorite, but like every time I see him, I'm so pleased, and I, I love I love his you like performances. Watch. And I love who like I love to love who he is, and I'm sad that he's gone. Man. I've said this before. It was RP. it was like one of his last movies. Well, it was like near the end. It was like 2009 or 2010 or something. And World's Greatest Dad. It's like a horribly yeah. horribly dark comedy, but he's fucking great in it. And it's like I feel well, it's dude, so I bet underrated. RV's even decent just because he's in it. I've actually <laughs> like, seen RV. Know. Holy shit! It's not great, but he's the best part, I, obviously. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's 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 a shame, but uh, it's like I kind of want to go and fill out my filmography with him because it's like I do think he's like sort of underrated. Like a lot of people are like, you know, ever since he died. Uh, it was like, oh, you know, he's like tragic. And hey, like, did you know he could actually act? Have you ever seen like 24 hour photo or whatever? Oh, and it's like, I know, right. And, and it's like, like uh, you know, which is great, but it's like, yeah, it's interesting. He's always been able He's to an act. interesting dude. Yeah. That's why I'm like, he's got, he's got a weird range, but like, but knowing how he took his own life, like knowing that and seeing him in, in like a darker role is always like kind of unsettling because yeah. it's like, it's too real. Like yeah, he's too I, I good at it. I can't help but thinking about like, do you think he thought about this movie and this role and like what had happened before he made that decision? You know World's Greatest Dad's also about suicide, and I'm Is like, it? yeah, that's I'm why sure. I'm like, he definitely picked that shit. You know what I mean? You're absolutely right. Yeah. But um, no, I I definitely feel like he was very selective with his roles. It's good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Mad respect. For but acting. that's the biggest thing that's I think remembered about this movie. And then I, I Ethan Hawke, man, I can't even. It's weird seeing him as a boy because oh, he's my Victoria dad. Victoria didn't believe it. Like, dude, for like 30 minutes of this movie, she was like, she's like, she's like, point him out to me. And I was like, that's Ethan Hawke. And she's like, no, no, when he shows up, tell me who he is. And I'm like, no, that's him. It's That's his character. And she's like, she's like, no, he's too soft. He's not like, because like now Ethan Hawke is like, 
Ethan Hawke's probably like the same weight he was then, but he's like two feet taller. <laughs> yeah, he's like kind of gone. He's got like he's kind of gone. Yeah, he's like yeah. And she's like she's like I only know sinister Ethan Hawke, and I'm like I'm like yeah, no, he's not sinister That's Ethan Hawke in this baby. <laughs> no, God, Ethan Hawke rules though. Like, but it's I, so I, weird. I love Ethan Hawke because like when I was think like yeah, we love we we've talked many times about <laughs> yeah, how much we have crushes yeah, on Ethan yeah. Hawke. We're Hawke stands for sure. But uh. It's like when I would think like, oh, early Ethan Hawke, I would think like Gattaca, right? And yeah, and uh, he kind of yeah, he's he's that's he still kind of looks. But it's like between like little boy, like like kind of. But boy. he became a man in between. But, like yeah. he grew like two feet in between this movie and Gattaca, which <laughs> no. is like a couple of years later. And it's wild because he's still got like that baby face. But I'm just like, oh, that's Ethan Hawke. And so seeing him in this, I'm like, he's a oh. child in this. <laughs> It's yeah. weird. Like he's barely it's, through puberty. It it's seems great. Like. It's great that like he's a I love blurred. these, I love these types of films where they take they get all the kids together, all the main like principal cast, and they have them bunk so that it's like you know authentic. Yeah. And then what's really what's really like unique about this type of this this movie in particular is they shot it chronologically. Oh, cool. And they they shot it chronologically, and then when when Neil's character. That actor, whatever his name is, Robert Robert Sean Leonard, he when after his suicide From scene, house. he was he was off the he was off the set. He wasn't allowed to see the kids anymore. He didn't bunk with them or anything for the rest of shooting. And so like they all they all like felt an impact. I was like, Did that's oh, wow. that's cool. I love that. <laughs> I feel like you're grabbing your desk and shaking it as you're speaking. Oh, <laughs> well your cam- your camera is just like. <laughs> Well, you know me. I'm on a treadmill. I'm on a- <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, everyone yeah, who love, doesn't watch that. the video, it's like we've talked many times about how ripped Jordan actually is. He's got yeah. his shirt off at all times. Yeah, I just, you know, so, yeah. it's underneath all of this. Anyway. Do you have a money minute yeah. or anything for us? what I was about to say. You I know do. the flow. I read your mind. You know and the then, flow. And then, but usually when I find a money minute, you're finding a Reddit. So hopefully yeah, you got that. Is, that is the point. Locked and loaded. Uh, this movie... <laughs> Is me? is insanity, dude? It's I cannot believe what we we when we went from a sixteen million dollar budget, which is which is dirt ash cheap for this movie, sixteen million dollars. I understand, like, but this movie was made in like, ni- in the nineteen forties, according to you guys. So that's a lot I of money. <laughs> oh my god, dude! We talk about we talk about movies that are like from two thousand six that seem that are like oh in that time period it's kind of interesting. Sixteen million. So, Makes sense 16. for like it I mean, is pretty, all, it is fairly low. It's fairly that's low, cool. but like for an all dialogue heavy, I would have I would have said thirty tech, non technical movie. I would have said like twenty, but that's still sure. like the low end of that. Like yeah, yeah. So how much did it make? Sixteen million. It made two hundred and thirty five million dollars. <laughs> that is a there that's, you go. That's 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 good wild. money management right there. It makes know. sense. <laughs> <laughs> that is wild. I don't know money management. I don't know good return that's on good investment. Money, that I don't is, know. That's that good money good taking. They yeah. took a lot of money tickets. That's what it yeah, is. It, it just goes to show whoever you whoever invested in that sixteen million in this film. I'm just the, saying the good cusp, choices. The cusp of the nineties where it was like a new yes, like the eighty seventies and eighties were like kind of grim. Because like the sixties was also grim in its way, but it's like that's when like a uh, kind of like a societal free mind expansion this movie right into the cusp of the 90s where we got a lot more of that again this really did feel like it makes sense that they made so much money because this really spoke to that generation i think that they're like oh yeah like you know like coming from like a more conforming version of like everything the 80s was like you gotta be like everyone else you want to be like fit in and like be cool and like all this and like the government and blah 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 and so this is like just at a perfect time where like people are like i don't want to fucking do that you know i I don't know i think it still speaks to people no it still does but that's why it made yeah over 200 million dollars in 1989 which is stone age time according (laughs) to you guys 35 (laughs) years ago honey exactly that's definitely it's still older than us it still speaks to it's not older than jordan it's the same age as jordan uh look he's a a strapping young lad i'm ancient but uh (laughs) I think it just I think it just also goes to show like people were seeing movies in the nineties. Like <laughs> that that is true. That uh, is like people know. went to the theater. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh Which, anyway. Cause this this doesn't feel like a 
doesn't feel like a grand slam for like home video. Like you know, like there's like ET. That movie made a fuck ton of money in theaters and DVD rent, like and VHS rentals. You know, and and like you know, you're like you're home video rentals. So, see, but this probably yeah. had a spike in like people taking an interest in like poetry and stuff. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, no, and, and I love, suicide. I love the like the tender. It's like it's like talking about like men's mental health. Yeah. is awesome, and that that you know. It's like well, I wish it's like doesn't happen to I know because so. they infuriated me that they're just like, oh, it's his fault, and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, like infuriated. There's like no accountability for fucking, uh, you know, the red the guy that killed RoboCop or whatever. The, I know, dude. The dad I was forgetting like, that's rough. <laughs> I, know. I know, I do, I do love. I RoboCop's all I could think of. That's all I, I think like, of well, too. Obviously, he just like fucking show, but... blows off, you know, <laughs> Murphy's hand with a shotgun. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, yeah. oh, he's gonna get him. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so I only got a couple of Reddits. So I said I hadn't seen this movie in the post, and I'm only saying this to to draw out, to make it seem like we have a lot of Reddit comments. So Competitive <laughs> Bat uh, 5831 says, how have you never seen this movie? It's such a classic. Uh, and then I, that made me be like, oh, yeah, that's this is one of the movies on my pile of shame. We should yeah. do that sometime. Of like, to try right, and right. just, because I mean, you know, the people that engage with us is like, what's the movies you feel like you should have seen by now because you're in into movies and you haven't watched this, you know? What I mean? Yeah. Um, and then Clones of People 2 says, uh, my second watch, saw it years ago, but did not remember much. I'm not a huge fan of this film, and while I appreciate its merits, I feel like I don't connect with it. A bunch of teenagers rebelling through poetry just doesn't do it for me. The acting is superb, especially from Robin Williams. His physical body acting is incredible and should be studied. The actor playing Neil was great. Reminded me of a less energetic Jim Carrey. I could see that. Um, it also feels a bit dated, but I guess that's because it has been imitated and contains a lot of trope characters. Overall, it's a 6 out of 10 for me, saved by the acting, and that it's easily watchable. Uh, thank you. It, it, it is an easy watch. Yeah, I it's didn't I didn't fill the runtime. Like, it is. It yeah. felt, like we said, it's like... And it's weird that it's a comfort watch, because it's like, not that comfortable of a movie like there is like well, I mean I guess there's not like a ton of conflict until the end but it's just like I don't know it, something about it warms yeah. your heart a little bit you know what I mean and to see fun, I like, in, we, anything we like that's inspiring yeah and yeah. coming of age inspiring stories you know we uh, we kept comparing it to the virgin teen suicides that was like the do you ever, do you ever see that? the virgin suicides, the virgin suicides or, or the, the virgin suicides? suicides I always say virgin teen for some okay. reason just because yeah. it I don't know adds an extra st- spice to it yeah but yeah vir- it's virgin suicides which it's like a, it's been a bit since I, I've seen that that that's definitely like what I what I was thinking of the whole time I was watching it yeah. Uh, I just watched that movie again. I don't. Know. I don't remember much of it. I just really. Remember I, I remember that, I hated the voiceover. More, that's more. That's more focused. So that's yeah. that's what's nice too. It's like, yeah. it's not. It's not a group. It's just the sisters. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you have anything else to say about this movie? Any closing thoughts? Um. No, I think again, this this for me is about the story because that's what I pay attention to all the time, and that's why. Like, it feels important to me. I guess what I would want to end this on is what are you going to remember from this movie? What's, like, the one part that you feel like you'll never I, forget about this movie? I'll, I'll remember, and, like, my like probably my second favorite scene is the is the first introduction when he takes the kids out into the hall and he, like, has them look so at it. Scary. And it's, like, I love, I love how, like, all the kids are, like, looking at each other and confused and they're just like they're like oh fuck like this is not how we've ever been taught yeah. and this is not how we've ever been we've never been approached like this from an adult let alone like given any kind of like agency or free will basically to get out of our desk and to come like to the to the hallway and so like the second that happens and then him just it's like it's the perfect like just the the comedy involved with the heavy thematic like statement of death like looking at mortality and you're you know right in the face and so I, I, I really enjoyed that. That's like, that'll be impactful. And then my favorite scene is when his parents uh, give him the same desk set. Oh, yeah. And he's like, and it's just like, that's great. Cause I'm like, I'm like, oh, Ethan Hawke's parents. It's like, don't worry. They fucking, you'll, you'll they probably fucking get it again next too. year. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. And it's like, it's like, and it's great too, because that's perfect for, cause like Neil and Todd, they're the exact same character and they have the same parents. Just Todd's parents are micromanaging and they're there and they're more demanding where you know Todd's parents are like 
aloof and they they neglect him and they're just as like in, it's just as in the holdovers they just combine that into one character I, I, that I, is what they I did. know right I know right I feel really, like the, yeah. the okay bud the you love the holdovers it's not gonna win the Academy Award this made me <laughs> but, uh, love it more so babe yeah. pre what are you what's but, what are you gonna remember I mean honestly the ending even though I said it wasn't as impactful I I think the imagery of it and obviously the framing of it that's is. Yeah how it all comes up to that is such a defining moment for those boys. Cause even though I said that like their characters are somewhat shallow, like characteristics, they all still feel very real. Cause I mean, not everyone is super complex. Right. And it's like, so they all disagree. I think everyone is complex. Yeah. But But, I mean like in your worldview, like everyone around you, you, you have different complexities. Yeah. Some people are not that like these guys are complex, but like in a way that like you can't really dig into it because they are just, written on a piece of paper you know yes and it feels like that Mm -hmm. but it's like they feel real and it's like so seeing that moment where it's like you know brought brought a little twinkle tear to my eye almost i was like that's nice i wish i didn't know about it because it would have hit harder but it hit hit hard enough that it made it all kind of come back around for me a little bit more and it left it left because i want children children should see this like uh, it will hit you hard yeah as a kid and and then, yeah. You know how important it is. I've said it many times. You know how important it is for a movie to stick the landing? And so it's just like, you know, whatever the pacing here and there about, and then like the suicide and stuff, it's like, this landing was 100% fucking primo. Uh, killed it. And so it leaves you with that feeling. It ends with Ethan Hawke's face between the armpit of that kid or his legs or whatever, you know? I know, right in his, right, right in his crotch, you can see a zipper. <laughs> I, yeah. I will say that this was probably my the least one that I wanted chosen out of my five that I put up oh, there. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. Uh, whatever, you said Moonlight, because I thought Moonlight uh, was going to win. because I feel like I've seen it more recently. Yeah, it is more like, recent, though. Um, yeah, I guess that's true. Moonlight and Dead Poet Society. I, I mean, I still wanted to watch them both, but I, I feel like I do want to encourage. It's too bad that the other ones didn't win. Coda, amazing. Yeah, even though one best picture, I feel like it's kind of underrated because Florida Project nobody heard about it until and short term twelve yeah. are very important. I think films, especially when it comes to like social work aspects. I'm dying to watch Florida Project. That's the thing, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I think I think Moonlight Moonlight is like Moonlight's great. hyper focused, <laughs> and Moonlight is amazing. It's, Moonlight, you know, Moonlight's it's one of those movies, The more but... I think about it, like I think <laughs> yeah. back about Moonlight, and I'm but, like. Oh man! But it's like you know me. I like a good title card drop, and that movie's got some good ones. Oh, dude, good title, and and I love I love like three. I like when stories are told in thir- three parts, and yeah. it's like yeah. three different you know <laughs> aspects to show who they are at the end. And then when they're just, I love when a character just gets like hard. <laughs> you know, at the end of the at the end of their third act, you're like, oh, buddy, yeah, <laughs> it's so sick. But I want to see Coda. Because you should it it's it has like it talks about disabilities right like that's yeah it's about it like it's about deaf, deaf child deaf of community child of and, deaf mm-hmm. yeah child of, which like I loved the what is it sound of metal so <sighs> sound of metal rules Ugh, love yeah. that movie Riz Ahmed's my guy Coda made Levi cry did it mm-hmm. it might I've have never it, cried before to a movie <laughs> dude movies make me cry all the time now I'm I a know bit. now yeah dude no literally though I used I, like, to be fine and like, then I like turned 30 yeah. and, or something and then you I'm just like kids. right <laughs> no dude I mean yeah having, having the kid probably really helped but I know, I've noticed myself even being like at like stupid things that I'm like normally wouldn't have cared about now I like see it and I'm like I'm like oh huh. like I just feel the like like oh I don't know it's working the violins are it working hits, it hits me yeah uh <laughs> Anyway, so I was going to make a poll. I'm moving on. That's uh, go watch <laughs> Dead Poets Society and make an opinion for yeah. yourself. Yeah. Uh, I know what we're watching next it's week. Quite, it's quite Ooh. good. Uh, I gave it three and a half stars on Letterboxd, which is pretty decent. So Next week, I was going to make a poll that was everything on the poll was a rival, but I forgot. So I just put up the discussion page which already. I'm so sad because that would have been great. I know. I forgot. Well, we don't yeah, even know what we're doing next week, so maybe we'll just fucking do something like that again. <laughs> no, I'll pick some. I'll pick no, but no, we are watching. No poll required. Mary's just mm-hmm. picking it. Her yes. favorite movie, mm-hmm. at least as it stands, we'll see how she still feels so next week. Is Denis Villeneuve's Arrival, which which is which is so sick, dude. I love I'm, I'm excited that to watch movie, it so again. I'm, I've, yeah, I've seen it like so... quite a few times, but I'm like, it's been a couple yeah. years, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm excited to watch Arrival. Yeah. Probably gonna watch it tomorrow. Well, I don't know how the fuck else we're gonna do. I'm never gonna we'll talk about it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, oh. Uh, Mary, Mary, uh-huh. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in utter suspense to find out why it's your favorite movie, 
and uh, you know, we'll, we'll our, our kind episode. folks out there in podcast land will have to tune in next week. Yeah, tune yeah. in. We're watching Arrival, so go check it out. It's worth it. All right, thanks. That's it. <laughs> Bye. Oh, yeah. If you want to support us, go to Patreon. Yeah, go to the uh, slash coldest of knowledge. We we love it. And you go to the Reddit and. Find us on, uh, you know, I don't know, Instagram is kind of not really <laughs> I was like, alive, you? alive anymore. But come to come to Facebook. <laughs> yeah, come to my account. Facebook. <laughs> just come to YouTube, watch this video, and if you could just put here in the comments oh. so we know you're actually watching, that would be awesome. That would be sick. Yeah, if you actually comment on YouTube, I comment more on YouTube than Yeah, Reddit. just be like, I'm not a bot. <laughs> right. You can even here. say you're a bot, and I would just be happy because <laughs> yeah. I don't think bots would. I don't think bots would comment. I know that would be scary. I'd be like, they're self-aware. Oh no! All of a sudden, yeah. there's just 108,000 comments. Yeah. <laughs> we would take them. That that generates ad revenue. <laughs> I take it. All right. Bye. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>